Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Glasgow Food Chat. Join us every second week as we bring you the latest and best from the city's food scene. Today... And that was in the height of winter and the like really, really cold, horrible lockdown. It became more than just a coffee shop and like some of the parts, it became a sort of social thing. You've got like snow, rain and wind, all the time kind of thing. So um, very glad to be indoors now. Good afternoon, Glasgow, and welcome to the second episode of Glasgow Chat, our new podcast for the Glasgow Times. I'm Sarah Campbell, a reporter for The Times, and my co-host is Paul Trainer of the Glasgow Hello. Spain. Hello, Paul. So today uh, we are speaking to Sean and Megan from Absolute Roasters. Hello. And we've got Julie and Fraser, who are new business partners for a very exciting project, Gaga. But obviously Julie has uh, Julie's Capitiam, super popular in the South Side. And I believe Fraser is part owner of the Thornwood Bar, which is yes, very indeed. exciting. Yeah, I think I will pass it over to Paul, who's going to explain a wee bit about our theme for today, which is all about bouncing back after the pandemic. And obviously, these guys are doing a great job of that. So, Paul, if you want to lead us in a wee bit. So, we were, we were talking about like some of the themes that have been coming up in the articles that we've been doing for, um, for the Glasgow Times and for, um, for my Glasgow column. And uh, since the summer, there's been... Um, Two different kind of sides of, the, sides of it has been people that um, have formed a business in, in lockdown. They've, they've changed their life. They've jumped into hospitality and uh, some of these businesses are going on to the next level now. Um, but also, I think there was a real spirit of camaraderie that got everyone through through the last 18 months. And that has engendered new projects, which is people working together, whether it be in neighbourhoods or um, new businesses that have come out with uh, people deciding to take uh, existing businesses and build uh, another another side project onto it. So we decided to invite uh, the Gaga guys, really absolute boasters, um, who are geographically quite close together and also are doing interesting things in the Baltic area, which is uh, very close to where I live. So, you know, like basically <laughs> I went a walk to work, but I did two things that are happening and decided we were going to chat about it live the nation. <laughs> Yeah, not biased at all there, Paul. That's definitely why we chose it. <laughs> I think we are going to start with the newbies. We're going to give you guys a platform first. So Absolute Roasters, uh, Sean and Megan. Live from the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah live on the street. It's very exciting. <laughs> I know, yeah. Apologies for the uh, massive lorries that are driving past us now and again. <laughs> That's fair. We'll allow it. I wonder if you could tell us a wee bit about starting the business, because you obviously started at quite a crucial time coming out of lockdown. Was that something that inspired you to just go ahead with your business? What was the inspiration for finding a permanent home? Um, I think it definitely gave us a big shove um, because it was a sort of now or never moment. Um, me and Megan were both working in other jobs when we started up Absolute Roasters. And the idea behind it was really just to take this little van that we'd got from Megan's dad, which was rotting away in a field, do it up and then take it to events. And obviously the sort of big events would have been like the festivals in the summertime, um, taking it to some of the big like food events and stuff that were happening around Scotland. Uh, and then COVID happened. 
Um, and that also put a big strain on the other jobs that we had at the time. So I think there was a big moment of, okay, well, we either like have to make this work right now or everything's, you know, will probably be not salvageable if we leave it for another six months and everything gets worse. And it was at that time where no one knew what was going to happen anyway. So it was a gamble, but we just kind of ran with it. So yeah, so like we've been bouncing about, we've been nomadic, as everybody knows. They've been following us from place to place. And I hate moving and I'm done. So that was the encouragement to get a permanent location. Yeah. Pick up another yeah, so this is definitely where absolute roasters are there for a while because you just can't be bothered yeah. yes. the next location. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, definitely. So you were saying, and I think that's so true, we've kind of noticed the theme when speaking to people in work that there is a kind of do or die attitude that came about from lockdown. Obviously it was a really hard time for a lot of businesses. You can't deny that. But it's also given birth to so many exciting new projects across Glasgow. And we just think that's so exciting. Do you think that it was the final push you needed to do it? Would you have ever found your place without lockdown, do you think? I think we had this conversation quite recently. And um, we think that it would have, like, it's hard to tell whether or not we would have ended up doing exactly the same thing. But I think that it definitely pushed us in a certain direction. um, And it put a lot of focus on our business I think as well just by the nature of what our business was coffee was one of the only things that people could do in the height of lockdown was go buy a cup of coffee so I think we earned a bit of spotlight off the back of the fact that we were one of the few businesses that could actually stay open at the time and that was not intentional obviously but it definitely um, gave us a big boost at the very 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 beginning of our business so we've just tried to keep up that momentum and keep it going. And it's been good. It's been great. But um, I think, yeah, definitely it's, it, it did propel us in one way or another. Yeah, coffee was a big deal in lockdown. I think for a lot of people, we've spoken about that before. Coffee shops were kind of everybody's saviour in terms yeah. of interaction, sanity, hospitality. Definitely. It, yeah, it became more than a sum of its parts, I think. It was like more than just that. At one point, it, like especially when we had our very, very first place, and that was in the height of winter and the like really, really cold, horrible lockdown. It became more than just a coffee shop and like some of its parts, it became this sort of social thing. And there was, you know, a lot of people would meet there and we were right next to a park and it, it, all of a sudden this like little square next to the park went from being completely dead to this sort of hub of activity and people would go and spend some time there, you know, with their one hour allocated slot where they could go and you know, it's all kinda of, you we always forget like what that used to be like now, but yeah, is uh it sort of gave people something like a reason to leave the house and go and socialize, which was nice. It was quite a unique time to start a business and, and be part of that. No, for sure. And now I know we mentioned that Paul has spoken to you guys before and lives nearby. And Julian Fraser, I will say, Paul did mention just before this that he's very excited because you are just down the road from him. So I'm going to pass over to him because I can see the excitement in his face right now. And we'll hear a bit more about Gaga, Paul. Well, I think that the, literally the last time I was speaking to you, Julie, I was saying that I haven't yet settled on a proper local in Partick. And lo and behold, <laughs> there's going to be a exciting new drink again just down the yeah. road, complete with fried chicken. And uh, so um, that 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 space, I think, I mean, uh, I think that was Velvet Elvis like a long time ago, which was one of the kind of early kind of um, places that reinvigorated the Barton Road a wee bit. Um, you guys have come together. How did how did the the, the decision uh, make to kind of start a new business together, reuniting the South Side's leading uh, 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 hangout, and you know 
the, the mighty Thornwood. Um, it was actually through our business partner who's not present at the moment he was the uniting pillar for us so Mark has been a friend for a couple of years for me Mark Ferrier so he owns the Thornwood and we just wanted to do something together for years and Fraser is his brother-in-law so Fraser's just come back from Miami you were doing cocktails and things yeah, yeah. I think it just made sense Mark <laughs> and Julie had been working together at a festival was doing like wee stands and had, had a few chats and always wanted to do something together. So when I came home, there was this idea we had like a great chef and somebody who was running a strong front of house. And then um, like I wanted to put a bar program in somewhere around here. So it just all made sense. And when we met up, yeah. it, it, like ideas aligned and it, it seems like the perfect spot, perfect time, you know? So we're, we're all pretty excited about it. Yeah. This is good because I spent a lot of time on the summer. Um, walking down the Barton Road and stopping off in different white bars on the way to the Thornwood. So now I've got like literally a halfway point. I can start off with coffee from you guys. Actually, I've spent most of them. Yeah, I'm that's true. Down Pia Gaga all the way. So I've got my my route sorted for the winter. When are you actually thinking about opening? What what stage are we at in terms of the retail? That's a horrible oh, question. That's, that's the famous question. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> we're, say, we're we're getting more vague, but we're yeah. saying mid mid November now. Yeah. So yeah. I think we we've started to describe it as an awesome winter opening, which yeah. is probably definitely before Christmas. Yeah. yeah, definitely before Christmas. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll be open in about a month. Tops, yes. Say. So yeah, we're getting there. All the kind of bones of the place yeah. are in now, and it's all the kind of fun part of choosing yeah. colours and yeah. Yeah. So it's very fun at the moment. We're very excited. When you when you look around, Julie, at, the, the, at what you're doing down there, I mean, obviously you know the area well because you know you've been down there for you know meeting pals and sitting out and all the rest yeah. of it. Are you, do you feel like there's a lot of other kind of independent businesses that you're going to kind of be, be joining in terms of a wee scene? Like yeah, definitely. I mean, like um, I think this kind of spot has been obviously invigorated by the Thornwood. I'm now biased as I'm part of the Thornwood family, which is exciting. But um, when Floor opened its doors during the summer, that was such an amazing space. Everyone flopped down to it it was so popular it was also just nice to see something so organic kind of starting up and everyone just being yeah. like yes what we need actually roughly similar at the same time as absolute roasters as well i remember being like oh this is really fun there's those things opening um and then we've also got things like pasta next door to us to do lovely yeah. pizza so yeah, i'll yeah. be looking forward to indulging in that when we're on long shifts but also i love parsley for the fact that there's loads of these kind of like furniture shops and things that have been there for years yeah. and they're still busy it's like like hardware shops with their old sides yeah. all the old chemists and stuff so it's also nice to be kind of like nestled between things that have been there forever and i feel like yeah. it fits quite well within that situation as well so it's very exciting just to bring in uh just to bring up every, every, everyone that's watching uh, and listening uh, to bring them up to date can you talk to me about the menu and the kind of drinks offering just give me an idea of what we can expect in mid-novemberish Sure, yeah, so um, Gaga actually had a little stint in SWG3 just to start yeah. ourselves off, but it was just a kind of trial period, which was great, and it just went down really well, and so we'll be doing some fried chicken, which is a, very much a crowd pleaser, um, and we'll be doing that in the kind of like Asian style of it, so doing like Taiwanese style chicken, um, Mamak fried chicken, which is the Malaysian style, but also quite a lot of just Southeast Asian dishes, and we just wanted to be a space where you can come in, relax, have a little lunch, have a dinner, but also we'll be working on a good brunch menu as well because I'm a big yeah. believer that Malaysia's got a very good brunch, so we're we'll working on that and alongside some amazing cocktails, which I'll let you. Yeah, I think like on. we just wanted to do interesting flavors without being too over the top or unapproachable. Like it's all about being a nice, relaxing space to hang out in. 
So in terms of cocktails, we're going to be doing, you know, we'll have Afro spritz and Negronis on draft. We'll have um, some tropical juices and things available. Um, fair beer selection, because we're left over with like about 30 beer taps from the, the old place. So we're trying yeah, to trim yeah. that down a little bit. Um, but yeah, as I say, I mean, it'll just be something for everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We just want to give an interesting offering without, as I say, well, it's approachable and so nice and comfortable. As long as yeah. there's something for me, that's all I can really care about. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's the goal. That's the business us. plan. <laughs> We're going to change the name to Paul's right, Listen, I'm just thinking, though, I was thinking, though, Partick is clearly becoming one of the city's brunch capitals. What do you think of that, Absolute Roasters? Mm. What's what the highlights yeah. from your brunch offering? Tell me about that. Well, I will say as well, Absolute Roasters just told us what they had for breakfast as a sound check, and my goodness, like, I want to go. I want to have what they have. It's blooming good. Yeah, yeah. A very talented bunch of people working with us. We've got some very, very good chefs, and I would love to be able to take full credit for the brunch menu that we have, but it's um, solely down to the talent of the guys that we've got we've working with us. We literally tried the food two days before we sold it. Like, that's, that's how much, that's how much faith we had in them. them. Yeah. But we've been working I mean, with these I'd, guys I'd for be a bit eating now. all the way along. I'd be, I'd be giving <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got some really good talent. I mean, you know, one of our head chef has done a fair bit of work before in, like, France yeah. and um, all over the world. He used to work in, like, a three Michelin restaurant in Paris. Um, so he's brought a lot of, like, that sort of core, like, old-school talent, and he's bringing it to, like, a fairly new relatively exciting sort of brunch menu that we're trying to do it's very very yeah. middle eastern inspired because that's his kind of love um that's his sort of food fashion so turkish as well. eggs green shakshuka um yeah we've got we've changed the, the like the benedict dishes so like the florentine the royale and um the benedict instead of using english muffins we're using a potato rosti which means that it's gluten-free as well and yeah. it just adds like a different element to um, to what you Generally kind of do like yeah you want to bring something to the market that's approachable and and you know people recognize but then give it a, a flavor that people yeah. have never really had before so you know like even like a brunch dish that we've got is like a lebanese big cauliflower and um, with loads and loads of pomegranate molasses um, and dates and um loads of nice pistachio all over it. it's really really sort of different you would never think of having that probably for your breakfast but it's really nice it's really light um, and it's a good way to start the day. Sarah, we're we talking about great Glasgow comfort food. How did you feel about that? Yeah, that was going to be my lead-in because obviously exciting ingredients are great. But one of the questions we love to ask, because Glasgow is such a comfort food kind of city, I think, we wondered if you guys have a specific comfort food. Could be from the chippy at the end of the night. Could be a cheese toasty from Roll somewhere. <laughs> Could be that, but I wonder. Maybe we will go to Julian Fraser. What do you guys think? Do you guys have a Glasgow comfort food? We've currently got our third business owner flashing food at us right now. So he's got it. Oh, it's delicious. I actually think it looks like it's from you guys. <laughs> anyway, so I think comfort foods. Um, I mean, I have been recipe testing a whole load of fried chicken recently. Um, just trying all these different methods because it's like such I, a... I just get to see pictures of fried chicken. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> just, hey, look at this amazing fried chicken that I've been making. That you Very can't have awesome. Right you can't have it. <laughs> and I just like, I love all the kind of Asian comfort foods. 
I also feel like Partick's really good for that right now. There's so many like yeah, amazing yeah. little kind of rich. I love There's the one that's like, as well. yeah, there's that gorgeous one at the top of the road, and it's like you go in and you pick and choose all these little bits. You get your noodles, you get your shrimp, you get your beef. You put it in a bowl and it gets weighed, and then they put it in this big massive broth. This is, this is a great thing. We should be doing that with sausage rolls. You've got a local grudge, you're fine. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. And maybe, what about the absolute roasters? What would be your absolute comfort food if you had to choose? Uh, shout out to like one of my favourite little tiny restaurants that's in uh, Partick is Ban Me and Tea. Um, I don't mm. know if you guys have ever visited. It's some of the best like Vietnamese food that I think I've ever had in the city. It's just a tiny, tiny little shop and you walk through, just this little glass front, very unassuming. Um, and then you go in and you sit down and like there's about, looks like there's about seven seats in there. And uh, you get such a, such a good, big, massive bowl of fat um, with all the really, really, really authentic broth. It's very, 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 very good. That's my yeah, idea. Good, that's good Glasgow. I mean, it's not, it's not very Glaswegian, but it's... Yeah, it is the season. <laughs> definitely. If it's in Parsig, it's good Glaswegian. It's definitely around our bit, it is, yeah. Um, Fraser, what, what about... Tell me about, um, like, the Glasgow bar scene. Do you feel like it has been given a bit of shake? I mean, obviously, it's been through... I mean, I feel like it's it's moving forward all the time. I'm a big fan. We've been touring around a lot of places to see what they're doing. Of course, um, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we were in Fly South the other night, yeah. which is great at the Drake Hotel. Mm-hmm. Quite enjoyed that. Hooligan I love it. Well. Yeah, and Good. Hooligan Wine. Yeah. Um, we went to uh, the Gate over uh, by the Barrowlands, which is absolutely magic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kelbergo Cafe in Finiston, always classics around here. But it's just it's it's good to see things progressing and everybody kind of holding each other up and moving things forward. Yeah, it's nice to get good all the attention. No, no. I was just going to say that's a couple of uh, new ones as well because Hooligan's quite new, isn't it? So that's yeah. again some great examples of post-lockdown vibrancy in Glasgow, which is really lovely to see. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. beautiful space, lovely staff. Yeah. yeah. It was nice seeing like a proper like tenement in Glasgow being used as a restaurant because it was like your kind of classic bay window restaurant, um, and it's tiny but it's so lovely. It's just been set out really well. It's just quite nice to see like lots of different things opening like this. Um, and also to credit Absolute Roasters, I had a peek in the other day and I was like, it's just like beautiful. It's gonna have a gorgeous big windowed brunch space. So yeah, all the kind of new places popping up has been amazing. It's been great. No, let's see. We do have some other quick fire questions. And oh, one that's quite interesting for us. I mean, you guys are being super complimentary of each other, which obviously always happens, especially in a small area. <laughs> but we wondered, is there somebody or something that inspires you guys in what you do or even for Absolute Roasters? Because you're quite new. So did you have some kind of, not a business model, because that's quite formal, but was there somebody that you looked up to, uh, even in terms of menu or coffees when you started? Who's been your kind of food inspiration? Yeah. It's been all over, really. It's been, yeah, very, very, very broad. Obviously, there's every single person who ever starts a coffee shop probably always mentions James Hoffman. Um, he's like sort of coffee Jesus. Uh, but <laughs> I would say like one of the one of the guys that, that definitely I looked up to is like at the time was um, Phil Capaldi, who's opened up McFly's. Like he was he he was in a unit just next to us when we very very started when we very very first started in our van, and he he's just like. You know, he was literally right opposite us in the um, in the uh, industrial estate that we were in, 
it just seemed like this very, very big sort of mentor that had all of this vast knowledge from around the world, like opening bars and stuff in Australia. And um, he gave us so much advice and so much help and kind of guided us a little bit on what we needed to do to be able to make like the very first bit work. Um, so I would say that we all have a good bit, Phil. He's, he's, he's been a good guy to us. And uh, yeah, visit McFly's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out's always good. Because yeah. that's an interesting point as well. I guess you guys have kind of a similar starting story because Julie, you were kind of yeah. a street food. You had a few residencies and stuff when you started. Was there somebody who inspired you to kind of take the plunge or open in the south side first of all? Yeah, actually, I've been very lucky. I had uh, lots of lots of females inspire me on the way here. So I used to work for, I don't know if anyone remembers it, but it was called Babu Kitchen. Um, and it was like an indie street food place on West Regent Street. And I was just amazing. The owner of it was called Ratna, and she was just it's just really nice to kind of see all of her skills like within street food kind of thing. So, and it just really a lot of the Malaysian stuff that I do. Um, so yeah, started off that way, but I'm sure as you guys will know, it's like there's so much hard work behind the scenes when you do these kind of pop-up things. You essentially need to bring like a kitchen with you to all these different places. <laughs> and you've got like snow, rain and wind all the time kind of thing. So um, very glad to be indoors now. Very, very good. And then I would probably say, um, do the cheesy one, which is also very true, but my mother would kill me if I didn't say that, which is so <laughs> Uh, and Laurie actually Laurie McMillan who owns Cafe Strange Brew um, she was the first ever chef that I had and she was so patient because I didn't have any experience at all and she kind of taught me everything that she knew um, and actually I think she's one of these like silent like amazing people within Glasgow there's so many people that have worked with her that have now got their own places so there's Gran, there's Lobo um, I think even just back in the day when there was potluck as well so yeah, loads of people that work for Laurie have kind of gone on to go into their own thing. So, yeah, that's definitely the person that stands out. Fraser, I remember like, uh, talking to, um, to Andy, who's, uh, Andy Gemmel from The Gate, and he talked about his team and how, you know, like he, he really uh, loves working with them and he knows that they're so talented. But, you know, at the same time, he's conscious of the fact that in a few years' time, they might want to go out and do their, their own thing. Do you think that, that that's a kind of a good approach that you want to be able to train up the next... I mean that's that's generation of folk. Like that's I mean it only makes sense if you're trying to move the whole industry forward and pass a ladder back down and like progress everything. I mean totally. any anybody who's running a business and trying to hold people at a certain level was just like nobody wins out of that at all. Yeah, yeah. You want to be constantly like growing and encouraging people moving on, see if you can I mean, I think our goal is to kind of build teams and see if we can partner with them in new projects and, and move on together. But if they want to go go off and do their own thing, it's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, just yeah. never holds people back for, for selfish reasons. It makes no sense yeah. to anybody. That's gatekeeping, we call it. That's yes. the word for it now. Gatekeeping. Stick to gatekeeping for the purpose of the tape. Um, <laughs> Fraser, uh, what about cocktails? Tell me about uh, cocktails. What what we're going to be doing at Gaga to go away? What goes with fried chicken these days? Well, I mean, it's basically just something uh, that complements the food. You know, my job's a wee bit easier, but I'm just kind of like, I'll just slip in there and this goes nice with this. Great. So we're going to be using like some nice uh, Asian citrus fruits, some spices that, that match well with uh, kind of pan-Asian cuisine with things that are going on the menu. So we'll be doing some homemade cordials, um, a lot of uh, nice kind of uh, fun syrups and... Like, yeah, we're going to be using like pandan and calamansi and salted yeah. plum and 
you know, things that are maybe just a wee bit different. But as I say, yeah. just like interesting colours and nice ideas and get some stuff for everybody's Instagram and, uh, you know, and, a, and a, a drink or two to enjoy yourself without getting smashed all the time. <laughs> but obviously, you're more than welcome to do that too. <laughs> it just occurs to me, Sarah, you know, the, the Thornwood on, on socials, they always talk about the, the Partick Riviera. And the fact that the, <laughs> so it's the, the Riviera are sitting out. Look at that sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Partick Beach. Partick Beach, Beach. and Thornwood Riviera, that's what we're yeah. at. Right, okay. You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a tropical climate down here. Trying to push yeah. the Partick Promenade as well, if anyone would like to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, definitely dining. <laughs> well, guys, I think that is pretty much all uh, we have time for today. As I say, me and Paul are going to stay behind and have a wee chat uh, just about what we've been up to this week and places that we would like to go and stuff. But thank you all so much for coming along today. That's been super interesting. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's very exciting to see. Well, thanks thanks for thank you, me. guys. Thanks. Yeah. It was a pleasure and to meet you guys. Uh, yeah. and you. We're going to come along and get some lunch. Yeah, also a special yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 Your coffees is all that I had in Modding. You were down the road from my house, so well done. Oh, you're oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we encourage everybody to go and visit Partick soon and hit you both up. As Paul says, for a nice wee, not a pub crawl, but a coffee, <laughs> then fried chicken and cocktail coffee. <laughs> Sounds yeah. great. All the important food groups. Well, thank you guys so much, and we will catch you later. Yeah. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you, thank you guys. Thanks. And then there were two. That was us. That was fun, wasn't it? They're nice folk. Absolutely. Do you not find, Sarah, that. On you go. I was just going to say, like, um, do you not find it is quite inspiring when you actually do have conversations like that? You know, I mean, there's so much news that uh, is difficult to take and it's been a rough two years for everyone. But when you actually do talk to people in hospitality that are, are taking a chance going out and do it, it is quite inspiring, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I mean, we've said before that was kind of our inspiration behind today. And they were such fantastic yeah. examples of that. It was great to have them on. Um but everyone that we speak to, you would expect it to be doom and gloom because hospitality has had such a hard time of it, obviously. Yeah. But in fact, the stories that are coming out of lockdown are just, you do, you come away and you're like, I don't know how you have the bravery to do it, to go into yeah. something like that. But it's paying off, obviously. But they just keep going. They keep going. Uh, so exactly. And luckily, it gives us lots of things to write about in the Glasgow <laughs> Times on a weekly basis. So this is exciting too. Um, talking of that, what is... Where have you been eating recently? What are your recommendations for this weekend? Where should people be going? Well, I last week, in fact, on the topic of coffee and West End, I visited yeah. the Finiston Fez, where I'd never right. been before. It's a, um, that one. a wee Moroccan cafe, and I spoke to Dunya, the owner, and it was just absolutely fantastic. I tried some spiced coffee. They have a blue popcorn coffee, which is inspired by a city right. in Morocco where everything's blue, and they sell popcorn. And it was just the nicest we place. Again, a lockdown business and so many dietary options and everything. I'll be having a, a roundup of my chat with them on the site this week. But um, I would absolutely recommend it if you want something a wee bit different in Finiston, for sure. Yeah. And um, what about like uh, good vegetarian options? What, what's, what's happening? A lot of people have been asking me recently, but it's not really my, uh, my area of uh, expertise. You're much more uh, up to date on that kind of stuff. <laughs> Well, I think in Glasgow, you're always going to have amazing vegetarian and vegan. And I mean, there's, I believe, the 1st of November, which is soon as World Vegan Day. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of places doing yeah. special office for that. But uh, I would say Sylvan Woodlands, am I saying that right, Sylvan? 
uh, I went there. They have a vegetarian and vegan tasting menu and yeah. a wine list that would blow your head because it did mine. I had to do the classic yeah. thing of what would you recommend? But it's absolutely beautiful, stunning. I think if you're if you're looking for veggie, head there because that's relatively new as well. I'm sure. You know, you know the closest I had to a veg, veg, a vegan meal this this week was a uh, BBC Radio Scotland invited me into the studio to uh, taste test do a blind taste test, no less. Of uh, McDonald's have come up with a McPlant burger. Mm. Um, which they hope they've just launched and they hope will rival um, what the normal hamburger. Um, neither really sp- uh, tasted of beef, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was fine. Um, Where would you recommend then, if not McDonald's? Where have you been? Mono, just quickly. Mono. I like mm. for in terms of vegetarian mono, one hundred percent. Let's go there. Uh, cocktails, absent ear. Um, mm. I was at brunch in Mar Hall, which is only like twenty minutes up the road, and it feels like you've left the um, confines of the city and you're out in the countryside, there's a quick dart out there and uh, all of a sudden you feel like you're in Downton Abbey and you come back a, a, a more <laughs> grander person. Um, Lobo is opening on the south side. Um, Exile Cooks are doing a pop-up at the Kelvin Grove Cafe. Um, and everyone's just keep talking to me about Kapow at the moment. I mean, just talking to Friday. It's Jeffy, fair. It's deserved. They're yeah, but fair. That, uh, they're excited about. So, yeah. That is a, a, a decent enough list to get us through this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that is us almost wrapping up. That's perfect timing. So just again, thanks to everyone for watching. Thank you to all our guests. And thank you to our amazing producers as well, Emma and Elle. They do a great job. And we hope to join us next week. And be sure to give us recommendations for bars, food places, yeah, well, anything yeah. you'd like us to talk about, because we want to hear from you guys every week. Feed our content, Monster. Tell us what you want. This podcast was brought to you by the Glasgow Times. With a digital subscription, you can access our exclusive, insightful and trustworthy local news from just £2 for two months. We are also currently offering 20% off an annual rate for the code's Glasgow Times Noon. This offers for new subscribers only and is only available with the promotional code. Subscriptions will renew at the standard rates unless cancelled.